Welcome to Nana Tings. So it is World Mental Health Day, October 10th, 2021. And I mean, I believe in daily mental health day because mental health is health. And I've done several episodes about mental health awareness and making it a mental health day every day, right? Because you're going to have some good days and some bad days. And I've learned as I've worked on my mental health more and more with therapy, meditation, you know, whatever your toolbox is to your mental health journey, I learned that like I'm going to have slip ups. And that's actually the first topic I want to talk about is messing up and stimulants. But before I get into this whole anxiety conversation, I read a book by Caroline Ferran. I may have been saying their name wrong, but the book's amazing. It's called Own It, Make Your Anxiety Work For You. And really the book teaches you how to own your anxiety. Like obviously it's not a fix-all, be-all book or you're not... The thing about mental health I've learned also is like it's an ongoing journey, right? You're never gonna really wake up the next day and be like, I'm perfect, (laughs) right? Because the unfortunate thing about life um, is that a lot of shit happens, right? A lot, a lot of shit happens. Um, Something, you know, you could have a great week and I'm not trying to be negative by saying this, but I learned this too, that, and, but then something else traumatic can happen, right? Or you could have an amazing year or two and then date someone, there's a heartbreak, right? There's always something to be worked on. But this book is phenomenal and it's a quick read and it personally has helped me so much learn about my own triggers and, and it sort of made me not feel alone. Like after reading it, I was like, oh, okay, like I'm not the only person that is going through this, right? So the rest of the episode is really going to go over what I learned from this book in different chapters. So get ready and hopefully this this helps. For anyone that's listening to this episode, if you ever feel like you need help or need to talk to someone about a mental health crisis, I will be listing different numbers and different prevention organizations in the bio of this episode. So please do not feel afraid to call someone if you need help. And of course, if it is an emergency or something extreme, please call 911. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, It means so much to me. One of the first things I want to touch up on is stimulants, right? So whether that's drugs, uh, overly exercising and being exhausted, caffeine, alcohol, these, they're, you know, everyone's different. There could be other stimulants I'm not naming right now, right? Personally, for me, the biggest two stimulants that have really affected my anxiety is caffeine and alcohol. So with caffeine... Obviously, I'm a coffee lover. I was about to say obviously, but anyone that knows me, I I am a proud Italian and Dominican, and I fucking love my espresso. Okay, like I think I have like two to three a day now, which is a little crazy, especially with an anxiety disorder. And like as I'm talking right now, I sort of want my third one, but I already know that I'm gonna be in my head if I do that. But yeah, so Caroline touches up on you know making sure you're in check with yourself and 
the aftermath of anxiety attacks. And, and this goes hand in hand with um, the fight or flight symptoms, right? The feelings where say you have a good mental health day, right? But then say you're dehydrated because dehydration will lead into being agitated, tired, and anxious. Even if you don't have a disorder, right? Everyone can experience anxiety. Actually, everyone does experience anxiety at some point in their life. And these are actually daily life things that can make someone that quote unquote has good mental health to, to their standard, to a doctor's standard, uh, have a mental health moment breakdown, right? And for me, I'm learning that when I'm over-caffeinated, and you know, like, I'm gonna give you an example. So say there's a text message, right? And you're talking to your friend and you can't read the tone, right? Sometimes you'll automatically think they're either being really chill about something or maybe it is so monotone and flat that like you think they're being like, mean about something right now with that if you're anxious that automatically you get into fight or flight where you could start a war and messaging and being really reactive and thinking that people are ganging up on you but in reality if you weren't so agitated or had such an anxious moment and were really chill about it or read it in a different way it could be perceived as not attacking right so but don't get me wrong side note you never know the conversation could be that the person is being mean so definitely call them out or whatever you have to do to communicate right but in my personal experiences i have reacted to messages and situations more as catastrophically where i thought the person was coming at me because i was having a bad mental health day and this happened recently where i had my espresso two shots of it and I did a 35 minute workout class like bar and hit. So my body needed water and I was dehydrating by drinking coffee and did not rehydrate at all. So when I get like that and I don't have the best sleep, that that is a mix of anxiety. It Even with my medication, it will overwork my medication and attack right away. Um, so it's something I'm learning to try to, you know, make sure the stimulants are controllable but also about this book is Caroline for sure you know lets you know you're human right I'm gonna fuck up and mental health is a consistent journey I'm not I can't the reality is and I have to get used to it I can't be perfect 24 7 you know it I'm not gonna sit and be like oh, like, you know, every single message I'm going to reply perfectly or every single interaction I'm going to be perfect. Like, no, like, I love wine. Maybe there's going to be one day I drink wine and I'm just hungover and fucking tired. Like, it doesn't mean an excuse of anyone in attitude, but I may have an anxious thought, right? Um, and that brings up alcohol. So another stimulant I've been seeing is like hangovers, right? Like that dehydration and waking up tired is automatically like the formula of an anxiety attack it is like you don't want to be around anyone you're tired you're dehydrated it's just like also if people are introverted right sometimes over socializing can be a trigger because you're also depleted energy wise and self time so that whole combination right there is like fuck so yeah she touched up on that and i think it's really cool or it's something like good to know what triggers you right because it's not always just another person or you know, like, obviously, there's, like, past situations and PTSD that could trigger you, but, you know, some triggers are currently what you're doing, and you have to really listen to your body, and she also talks about how, like, the fight or flight, it can make your body feel so intense, which is true. I personally know that when I have an anxious moment, even texting someone, I feel like someone punched me in the stomach, and, like, 
my my breathing is tight and i it's really crazy how your body can react to that so and this segment is just you know even if it's sitting down and meditating or calmly approaching your day every day or like messaging friends because we do live in a society too right where everyone's so available so quick via the phone whether it's social media or texting i think personally for me it's it's been just taking a time and not answering right away like i said obviously i'm human so those slip-ups happen a lot <laughs> like frequently but um yeah I, I it's owning it right this book's about own it so if you do fuck up and overreact definitely apologize um but also let someone know like you know i have a mental health disorder i'm working on myself like you can't someone can't expect you to be perfect every single second in chapter seven caroline talks about mind traps of anxiety right and there, here's a few to go over really quick catastrophic is one of them and for me that's one thing i suffer from it's when everything you you react to is catastrophic right it's like a text message that someone's gonna be 30 minutes late it could be and then you think it's like the end of the world right or it can be i'm trying to think of my own situations because i know i started going to therapy two years ago for that for actually catastrophic reasons where whether it was a fight or you know, you start playing the fight in the shower or in your head and you go through like worst case scenario and then it starts building up and then it gives you the fight or flight. Even if the person's not there, they're living in your head rent free and it becomes this kind of situation. And I feel like catastrophic thinking links to a lot of the other ones that the author mentions. There's filtering, right? So filtering is magnifying the negative parts of a conversation. So it could be a constructive conversation with a friend, say there's a debate, and maybe there is a negative trait that you, you know, you showed or behaved on, and you're taking that paragraph where 90% of it is positive and constructive, and then they're calling you on one thing, but you're only focusing on that one thing. And then that one thing leads into more of a fight, and then it builds up more and more, right? And then that sort of actually links to personalizing every moment or trigger right personalization can be tricky where i i for sure have had this and have it (laughs) where you think people are out to get you and it's not like paranoia but it's like say you're in a group text yet again i'll something that I, i referred to earlier in this podcast where say there's two people that uh they both agree on something but it's not attacking you but it's just something that they're confused about or they're trying to figure out that you plans right i can either you know lay out what happened and let them know the details or i could be like oh my gosh two people are coming at me right so that's personalization which can be really tricky which actually can lead into there a lot of them link right because you could take something personally and then you could filter on what they're saying right you could go magnifying the one bad thing and then you can make it catastrophic then there's another one, polarized thinking, right? When you're you're so polarizing where you think there's a black and white answer. So that I believe links to all of them too, where say, we're, we'll go back to the example of the group text message where, and say you're taking something personal, the polarized now is like, no, you either wanted this or this, right? There's so many levels to the emotions of a human. There are so many different communicative ways. There are, you know, di- like people are different. so 
there's not always a black and white answer. There's a gray answer sometimes in between, or there's multiple colors, right? Or shades. So yeah, this, you know, the author really, it, it was crazy reading that because I was like, oh my gosh, I for sure have experienced all four. Um, I don't know if anyone's listening if you have experienced any of these, but there are definitely different levels of trapping your anxiety in and then having it last longer. Oh, I feel like all points were made on this one. Personality versus anxiety. So Caroline brought up a topic of if you want to do something, right, or you're planning something and you have this kind of thought of being like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do it, or, you know, you're worried or have anxious thoughts to talk to yourself and and say, is this my anxiety that is stopping me? Or am I just, you know, I really want to do it, but I'm getting anxious thoughts about it. And she talks about the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which is also another book I recommend reading about just getting up sometimes and saying, fuck it, right? Of course, don't be extreme. (laughs) There could be consequences with some things. But for example, Miami, I went on a trip to Miami about two or three weeks ago at this point, and I did a self trip. And don't get me wrong. At first, I was I thought about canceling it at least three to four times. I I mean, I definitely changed it a few times and rechanged it. But I had moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna have no one to talk to, or how if I'm bored and I'm gonna be alone? Like all these like anxious, like not overly anxious, you know, statements and conversations with myself. But it was it was enough to question if I cancel my trip, right? And I, I use this tool that Caroline uh, offered and. I, I talked to myself and even journal a little bit. And I was like, listen, do you want to go to Miami? Seriously. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to the beach. I want to have alone time. And I want to challenge my anxiety. I want to be able to show that I can go somewhere alone and not rely on another human or social media app to find someone or a dating app and, and just do me. But then I also had to ask myself, I'm like, okay, where are these panic thoughts coming from? Is it your personality and what you personally want? Or is it your anxiety? And I was like, okay, well... Personally, I want all this like good gain and the beach and alone time and a three-day vacation. So personally, I want to go. And then I looked at my anxiety side and I was like, anxiously, I'm afraid of being bored or preconceived judgment or, you know, being alone with myself and not enough self-love. And then that's when I decided I'm going to go to Miami because the true me, the higher self me wants to go. It's the anxiety part of me that is in my fucking head. And it was so cool to go and challenge my anxiety and know that I can do things on my own. A quick statement that she made was don't focus on the past and also not to have the mindset that you think your anxiety is going to go away, right? Like I mentioned earlier that this is a forever journey. And I think once someone gets comfortable with the idea that they're not perfect and that they have a mental health issue or there are amazing days in their life and there are going to be some weird days in their life that life actually gets easier right or at least somewhat more content or better and not focusing on the past too you know the past can trigger the anxiety being like oh i wish i did this or i did that no like i my model is like just be a fucking good human and try to be the best that you can be right and keep working on yourself and that's what matters And with that, um, there's a chapter about social comparison and how that is so bad for us. And it is very true. So 
I won't go too much in on this because I know I have a lot of episodes of my podcast where I talk a lot about like dating apps and social media and just being in your own lane and do your own thing. But I, I found a cool abbreviation that she made, JOMO, J-O-M-O. It's instead of FOMO, fear of missing out, it's the joy of missing out. And that resonated with me so much because as you all know, I was working at Nightlife for a while and also host here and there, but I was doing a lot of events at one point and I was getting drained because socially, like I wanted moments by myself and I just saw the toxic culture and the fake people. And when I look at some people's stories on Instagram, I get anxiety still because it, it brings back the memories that I've had at those clubs or places where there's just body on body and like, like, listen, I'm not trying to hate on anyone, but personally for me, it's anxiety triggering. And when I read Joy and Missing Out, I was like, oh my fucking gosh, it is something that I've been waiting to hear or have a, a, a word. And like, as much as I hate labels, like as humans, we, you know, you need a word to sometimes realize what you're feeling, right? For me, I was like, oh my gosh, Jomo. And just just, just that was like literally a, a click of like revelation where I'm like, fuck yeah, I have the joy of missing out. And let me tell you something, this past weekend, I stayed in. I drank wine, hung out with my cats. I went out a little bit on Saturday with my friends locally, but like it was three glasses of wine kind of night, good conversation, emotional intimacy. And I was like, this is what I want. And of course on Instagram, you know, I saw the opposite. I saw like crazy partying and this and that. And I was like, I am so happy that I am not doing that. And the Jomo can go into everything, not just partying. It could be like, you know, body comparison, which eats up a lot of our society. It could be job comparison, things like that. So just know, like, do you boo? Um, and let's have more Jomo and less FOMO. To wrap up this episode, I want to talk about, like, just ways to manage anxiety, at least from my own experience and from the book. But I want to start with factor opinion, which is using cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's like when you're having a thought, like, say, going on a trip, right? We could do the Miami example. And you ask yourself the anxious thought is it you know you could ask first about the personality versus anxiety right because that will give you your decision but then when you start having these like thoughts or even when you're there on the trip right or it could be anything it could be like a family meetup or something like that right work etc a factor opinion means is the anxious thought an opinion or a fact now most likely a lot of the anxious thoughts are negative opinions to yourself so you look at that opinion and you go well you treat it as an opinion right and you say, okay, so what's the fact out of that opinion, right? If there is no fact, then you can, it sort of helps you ease the tension and break away from it. So say, for example, I'm just going to do something catastrophic, like uh, in the jungle, rock climbing or like something like that, like exploration. Now you could have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like how about if a sink bites me? Or like, there's going to be like a storm out of nowhere, like all these catastrophic ideas, right? or thoughts, I should say. Now, you could look at it and be like, okay, what are the facts of that? If you have no facts, these are opinions. Like, maybe if you go and you had fun and you survive the day, you realize you had a blast, right? So, I don't know, I just thought that was a really cool tool in cognitive behavioral therapy that I started using on myself. And speaking about therapy, I think therapy is an amazing, amazing option to help with your anxiety. I know personally my relationship with my therapist has been amazing and it helped me so, so, so much. Um, Also, tea less coffee, a lot of water, stay hydrated, less alcohol. I mean, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here, though. A bitch loves her wine. Uh, things like that, meditation, exercise, but don't overly 
you know, exert your body because over-exercising can also lead to an anxiety trigger if you're exhausted or hurt. Also, eating matters um, and eating the right food matters. I, I personally am gluten-free due to celiac, uh, being celiac, but it's really helped my body. Um, I'm not going to go over here and like tell everyone, be gluten-free or vegetarian like I am, but uh, eating healthier for sure leads to better brain development and uh, better mental health. Because I, at least you're you're putting things in your body that most likely will not trigger you as much as other things, right? And I, I think being aware and being able to talk to someone objectively and even a friend that will listen. But yeah, this episode was short and sweet. I sort of just wanted to hit some valid bulletin points, as we shall put it, on just some tips on how to deal with anxiety and own it, like Caroline says. And I, I hope... This episode helps as I hope every episode I make about mental health helps because personally when I make these episodes they help me. They help me see some things and calm me down. But I, I'm really here on this earth to be a vessel and to help others and you know it's not just mental health day, it's mental health year every day. And I'm really glad that we're breaking the stigma and that people know it's okay to not be okay. So let's keep this journey going. Know that mental health is a forever journey. Please do not be discouraged and please do not focus on the past or you know, think that you're never going to get better um, or that you have to be this like perfect person with no mental health issues. No. Um, Some of the most amazing people on this earth, some of the most talented and smartest people on this earth, some of the nicest people on this earth are going through their own mental health journeys and battles. So love you all. Stay healthy and yeah, keep doing the self work. Bye. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.